Hey, welcome to Trinity's newer podcast, uh, where we're talking about what's the point of church, things in life, theology, all that sort of fun stuff. And in our first uh, series here, we're talking about what's the point of uh, being Lutheran, uh, being an ELCA congregation, and what's the point of being a Reconciling in Christ congregation. So welcome, everyone. Again, we've got Heather Day, our Children and Family Ministry Director. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. You could be listening to this anytime. <laughs> and we have Katie O'Connell. Heyo. She is our, okay, digital communications. Technically digital, digital communications ministry coordinator, but I usually take out the ministry because it's easier. The DCC. <laughs> <laughs> you gave yourself a nickname. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I can hear Owen Wilson right now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, again, welcome everyone to our podcast. We are using this take. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no retakes. Nope. We are, we are rolling straight ahead. Okay, so uh, last episode we talked about what it was to be a Lutheran and then uh, talked about some theological uh, nerdery fun stuff with Martin Luther and how it uh, helps it inform how we live. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, we're going to just drop down another level and look at what it means to be an evangelical Lutheran church in America member as Trinity, as well as, you know, just ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say at the outset, uh, the evangelical Lutheran church in America uh, hasn't been around forever. Uh, it's a little bit older than me. Uh, it was formed in 1988. So, um, Heather, the... is it older Stop than you? Stop looking at me, <laughs> both of you. Yes, apparently oh, okay. the ELCA is younger than I am. Oh, <laughs> significantly. <laughs> but it was it was the coming together of the American Lutheran Church, uh, the Association of Evangelical Lutheran Churches, and the Lutheran Church in America. So it was three kind of larger uh, Lutheran denominations coming together. And so uh, it's over 30 years old, and uh, it has gone through various changes, uh, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, but it's it's uh, the church, we're, the denomination, excuse me, that we are a member of. So have all of you grown up in an ELCA congregation? I did, yes. Yep, that has been my life. So listen, I am older than the ELCA. So clearly my answer is no. I yes, yes ish in that since the ELCA has been around, I've been a part of an ELCA congregation. I went to an ELCA college, go Luther College, ELCA seminary. Um I don't know which of the like parent denominations my like home church was a part of. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming whichever one was like the Norwegian one, like the one that was a little more Midwest centric, that that's what it was. But I guess I'm not even sure. But yes and no is my answer. Yes and no. Okay. Mm-hmm. My background's a little a little different. Uh, so my grandfather was a pastor and we attended his congregation. And he... So cool. where's he from? Okay, Tom? Yeah. So that's this where... It, cool. This is where it gets cool and funky at the same time. So he was from the country Latvia, which is 
right next to Russia on the Baltic Sea. Oh, that's cool. It is, yeah. That is wild. It is wild. Yeah. And so he was uh, he was part of like a resistance movement uh, over there, and this is super nerdy. Would sp- <laughs> he'd spread like christian like newsletters around uh, when the communists were trying to squash any sort of faith oh and, my god yeah. that's amazing he's yeah. cool and like had like radios set up so people could hear sermons if they couldn't be at a you know underground church anyways like why have you not talked about him more i've never heard this story or anything like this clearly heather has well yeah. these, these stories are just a part of me so i think they're not so, boring. Tom, but, who Some are people you? might have heard these stories. Now, you haven't been here That's all fair. that long, but he long. has talked about this in sermons before. Yeah. yeah. So what anyways, we can, we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So anyways, uh, so he didn't become a pastor until essentially Lutheran World Relief, before it was mm. Lutheran World Relief, uh, helped him and his wife, my grandmother, come to America. And so he got his, uh, his seminary degree in the U.S. in Nebraska. I don't know what seminary, but he served Latvian-speaking congregations because he knew English and Latvian and a little bit of German and French because he had to. Is that okay? Really quick, kind of off topic, but is that a, like a was that a popular thing? Like, were there a lot yeah, of Latvian-speaking Latvian churches? Yeah. Oof, good question. Okay. I don't know. Or was there I, enough? Maybe there was a big need for it and that's why he was like yep that's what i'm gonna do i don't know yeah. okay uh, was anyway. this in minnesota no no Where okay so this? he he came to nebraska in nebraska okay and so he served a congregation there okay and then he served a congregation in canada oh in the yukon territory wow oh yeah. way up there so my mom Holy was born God. in nebraska but at the age of two moved to the yukon territory uh-huh. so like she has all these stories growing up in small town like old mining town wow middle of nowhere like they had a dog that was half dog half wolf as one does as one does right? in the yukon territory Naturally. right <laughs> Anyways, so he served Latvian congregations there, and then he came. He was going to go to Montreal, uh, or no, Toronto. No. Winnipeg, sorry. Mm, Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yep. instead, they came to Minneapolis, uh, where my mom, kind of eighth grade on, wow. uh, lived. So anyways, That's I wild. attended his congregation, and if you were to talk about denominationally, they would have fit more along the lines of a Missouri Synod congregation, mm-hmm. but he was a, an ELCA pastor that was, oh, I don't want to say lent out, but essentially uh-huh. supplied the pastoral services to this Latvian-speaking congregation. So there was some Which, cultural And so ties. I'm just curious, like when would this have been? Because that sounds like something that maybe wouldn't be as cool now. Yeah. That's so fair. Yeah. So, oh boy. So, I they were probably like a before the ELCA was formed. Okay. They were mm-hmm. probably one of the parent mm-hmm. part, part of the parent mm-hmm. uh, groups, but then once the ELCA was formed, they probably just remained separate, and they just sure they sure. allowed yeah. him to be mm-hmm. you know rented out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I attended his congregation, um, which was housed if you will they rented space from a an elca congregation so kind of two elca pastors working together but not completely yeah very very weird 
But when he was diagnosed with lung cancer and retired, we went to the the big ELCA church uh, that was a few blocks away from my house growing sure. up. So, yeah, kind of, sort of, ELCA growing up. Okay, that's fascinating. Okay, but that is a really good, like, segue, and I don't know if we're going to get into this, but, like, this is where my nerdery is going to come out, where I think it's fascinating to talk about, like, all the, the parent denominations that mm-hmm. formed the ELCA and... Maybe I'm the only person in the world who's ever gotten lost in a Wikipedia, um, <laughs> in a hole in Wikipedia where you just keep clicking links. Uh-huh. Owen right? Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Right? And like going back further and further to see like where did these denominations or synods, most yeah. of it, you know what? There's a Missouri synod and a Wisconsin synod uh-huh. and the ELCA. And then before that, there was like a Buffalo synod and an Iowa synod. and oh And they all come from like the fact that the United States is mostly, mostly made up of immigrants who mm-hmm. brought their faith with them from where they came from and mm-hmm. formed their own Latvian church or Norwegian church or um, German church. And then over the years, there's been all this shuffling of like, well, now these synods are going to get together and be this thing. And these are going to get together and be these. And then they fight and then they break up and then they form different synods or Uh denominations and so like our current iteration is the elca but like it's not forever right you know and it hasn't been forever and there are different you know churches within the elca that come from different branches of that family anyway Mm -hmm. i am fascinated by this i had to take a class called lutheran lutheran tradition in north america or something and Mm. I, that was a super nerdy book that I just like devoured because I'm like, this is so fascinating. <laughs> but it gets to the point that the church and how we organize ourselves, it it's a human thing, right? And so it's mm-hmm. constantly changing, mm-hmm. right? We, together we are the body of Christ, but how we organize is messy. And yeah. it's okay, but yeah, how do we work together? How do we play together nicely or not? Mm-hmm. And that's important to know. So, uh, again, we're going to talk about the kind of why we're ELCA, at least for now, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, again, Currently, said, right. Yeah, you know, because who knows what happens, you know, 50 years from now with whatever denomination. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I think for me, uh, the ELCA is an important denomination, how I understand uh, being a Lutheran and a Christian, important to be a part of because of its inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And I keep looking back at Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed. Uh, you know, when we, whenever we celebrate <laughs> communion, sorry, I was watching, uh, was it Werewolf by Night last night on Disney Plus? <laughs> And it was like this super corny like way of like doing vampires and monsters and things like that. And Jesus. And Jesus now. So, but <laughs> it was it was it's pretty funny how they filmed it. Anyways, uh, so when we think of communion, uh, and I read children's Bibles to my kids where I have to like pre-read it to see if it's worth buying. But when Jesus is celebrating instituting communion. Some of these children's Bibles have Judas leave. Mm. But if you look at the text, Judas gets communion. Yeah. So if the one who betrays Jesus gets the bread and the wine, why can't we be giving bread and wine to everybody? Yeah. 
whether or not you're baptized, whether or not you're a quote unquote Lutheran or whatever. Like mm-hmm. to me, it's a signal that the table is an open place for all to come. And so I think the ELCA leaves room for congregations to take that stance of all are welcome to the table. Mm-hmm. We have little kids like two years old that will come up for communion. I mean, my kids take communion. They have kids ha- are very excited about the oh, mid-service pumped. snack. <laughs> they are they are pumped yeah. for that. What did Dane Cook call those like Jesus? Oh <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's got a good bit on that. But anyways, like if someone asks for that, who am I to say that the Holy Spirit is not working through them mm-hmm. in which to ask for it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, anyways, I like the ELCA because again, there's the openness to inclusion at the table. But also, as we talked about in our first episode, which if you haven't listened, is it's a bop, perhaps as Katie <laughs> might say. Uh, it is, it's, we talk a little bit about uh, how we're all created in God's image, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we celebrate that. And Heather also talked about uh, the f- recognizing the full humanity of people. So mm-hmm. the ELCA as a whole says we are trying to honor everyone as god's child yeah so that's what i like about the elca amen boom drop mic yeah right no i so in the in the last episode i was trying to put into words like why i'm lutheran and that as a broader sense was really difficult because like to me the things that make sense the the most are why i am part of the ELCA and it that's a big one is because we do include so many people you know we make space for like you said we make space at communion for anybody and everybody regardless of your background um next week we'll be talking more about like why we're an RIC congregation um but that's something that also really plays into effect for me is the fact that we are inclusive of um of the LGBT community, you know, we want them to come here. We want them to feel um, feel like they have a safe place to uh, to show their faith, to worship, to whatever. Um, but that's that for me is just it's huge because not everywhere is going to be like that at all. And so for the ELCA to welcome that has been impactful on my life and I've seen it be really impactful on a lot of my friends lives as well which is sometimes to me it's more important than how it impacts my life Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's you know to go back to the nerdery of it all which by the way if you haven't picked up on this that's part of the reason we wanted to do this podcast was to give (laughs) ourselves a place to be a little bit nerdy about church stuff Mm -hmm. um but You know, one of the things that I love about the ELCA and teaching kids and adults as a part of the church is the fact that we don't try to have every answer. Yeah. We don't try to have all the answers to all the things. Mm -hmm. And that is different Mm -hmm. than a lot of churches. Mm -hmm. A lot of places you'll go and and you have to have the right answer. Mm -hmm. And there is one right answer. And, And here we just are really cognizant of the fact that there is gray area in almost everything. Mm-hmm. And and so we don't try to have every answer. We might, you know, we're going to grapple and we're going to talk and we're going to try to figure out some answers, but we don't have to have 
all the answers. Yeah. And and if you want to get real nerdy, like a lot of that goes back to the our view, the ELCA view of the Bible mm-hmm. and the role that the Bible plays compared to other denominations. And so, Tom, I don't know if you want to nerd out on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say if if we talk about the Bible and how the ELCA views it, it's it's the in, inspired word of God, but it's not without error. Mm-hmm. Like, if or you not even error, but context. Yeah, and yeah. maybe yeah. error. Yeah, but so at like, least context. Yeah, you think about the the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, and you think of that as originally an oral tradition. Mm-hmm being impacted by other cultures and faiths around it. Like you can look at the, our creation story in Genesis and you can see similar creation stories mm-hmm. across world religions. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that we're right, other people are wrong, but how, how has the Bible been influenced and impacted by its specific context? I had a professor at seminary who talked about Paul using this image in Philippians about that, that the Christ hymn that's in Philippians and Paul using it as a way of flipping um, this, this thing of child sexual abuse on its head. Mm. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Mm. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Because he nerded out and read mm-hmm. some ancient Greek texts with similar language. And that how, if you look, if you think of the Trinity as... God the Father, or God a parent, creator, whatever, and Jesus the Son. Again, that how we view the Trinity can be a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. As divine child abuse, mm-hmm. how Paul flips that on its head about Jesus becoming fully human. And anyways, again, the whole point of that is context. Yeah. And a lot of churches will just say, nope, this is what it says, and this is what it means. Mm-hmm. But how many translations of the Bible do we have? Mm-hmm. Like the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version, just got updated yep. mm-hmm. within yep. the last year. Yep. That makes a big difference. Wait, and, and who did the updating and who does the translations? Oh, yeah, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. Who, who are not perfect and are not right. God. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you think of just the word love in the English language. The Greek has three uses of it and three distinct meanings, mm-hmm. right? Like our view, I love a cheeseburger. Like I love me a cheeseburger. Cute cheeseburger, the cheeseburger song from Veggie Tales right now. Oh, that'd be good. Anyways, but like that's not the same way I love my wife or my kids. Right. Like it's different, right? But when you read it, well, who knows? Mm -hmm. So context matters in how we read the Bible. And so if you come to an ELCA congregation and you hear some of this, like well, who cares about words sort of stuff? Well, it matters because the context in which the Bible was written matters, just mm-hmm. like our context today matters than a year ago, mm-hmm. two, three, four, ten years ago. And as nerdy as it is to talk about like our view of the Bible compared to other denominations' view of the Bible, that matters in the way that we express ourselves as a community and who 
gets to be in and who gets to be out. Um, You know, in other denominations, they will say that women are not allowed Mm -hmm. to be pastors. In fact, many denominations will not allow women to be ordained, including other Lutheran denominations, Missouri Synod, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin Synod, do not allow women to be ordained. Some of them don't allow women to vote Mm -hmm. in congregational votes Mm -hmm. um, or serve on in leadership roles. And they use the Bible as justification for Mm -hmm. that, saying that, well, the Bible clearly says that I don't even, I don't know the citation of whatever, but, you know, yeah. saying that, like, somewhere it says women should be quiet, right? Context matters. How you view the Bible matters. Because as ELCA Lutherans, we can say, like, yes, there was a context for that. And it's not the same as our context. And we view women as fully human mm-hmm. and created in God's image just the same as anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they should be able to be ordained and in leadership and, and in a you know, viewed as equals in the church. And so how, how we view the Bible really does matter in, in a lot of ways. And yeah. 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 So why am I ELCA? Because, because I think it's important to um, not just look for the easy answers. And, Mm -hmm. and I love that Mm -hmm. we, we allow for space Mm -hmm. in most things. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a really good point too. I mean, so, so, like I said, growing up in ELCA church, whatever, um, there, the amount of conversations that I've had with other people who are a part of, whether it be the same church as me or different church as me, and how all of our beliefs are, you know, they vary, or like the questions that we have, they vary, has been very eye-opening. And just fascinating because of that reason, because there's, you know, we're just, we're just open to any possibility and going back to, I forget which one of you said it, but the, the kind of the gray area of all these questions and there not being one answer for it. It's, to me, it's, it's, how are you supposed to learn from others, whether they be pastors uh, friends, family members, whatever, other congregation members. How are you supposed to learn about all this and all the different um, possibilities that are out there if you have just one one concrete answer? Like, this is the way that it is. It's not. And I think, too, it it matters for not only the way that you see the or that we see the Bible, but also our context, because each of us are from such different contexts that like who who am I to say to you the Bible says this and for that reason like mm, you can't be here mm-hmm. well and kind of going off of that one of the other things that that I really appreciate about the ELCA and the fact that we do see that gray area mm-hmm. and not claim to have all the answers is that it gives us opportunities to work with other churches yes. other denominations and to partner with other churches mm-hmm. to, you know, in all sorts of ways, where uh, Trinity participates in the interfaith, uh, what's, is there a name for that? Just a, yeah, we just do a prayer service with other faiths, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, and we can value that and mm-hmm. and recognize the the goodness in other traditions yes. and other denominations, yes. um, even though we don't agree with them mm-hmm. on many things. Um, you know, and, and the ELCA is in, you know, full communion relationships with other church, with the Episcopal church mm-hmm. and, um, the reformed 
church yeah, and Moravians a couple other ones. And yeah. UCC, yeah. And so we can say like, we agree on enough stuff that like, yeah, let's be partners. Let's, you mm-hmm. know, share pastors. Let's do other things mm-hmm. where there's a need and it makes sense. Even though we don't agree on everything. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case for, you know, many other churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate that and, and think it's just another way where we can say like, yeah, well, you know, we, we, we like what we have. We, we mostly agree with the stuff that we're saying here at Trinity, but we don't have to claim to have every answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want this just to be a love letter to the ELCA because there, <laughs> there are things yep. that certainly bug me about our denomination. Oh, God, yeah. oh sure. Oh, and yeah. we don't have to just have a, you know, a complaining session either because that happens more often could. than not. Oof. But we could. Um, big move. But, you know, like just some of the things, some of the big goals and visions that's been set out. It's like, eh, it's kind of lame. Like, engage one million new people as we grow the church together. It's like, well, that's just... That's, what's the point? Yeah, what, yeah, what's the point of that? It All denominations are shrinking numerically, mm-hmm. right? But, like, that that's that shouldn't be the point. Like, how can we... Uh, I'm forgetting the bishop's name. Bishop Layla Ortiz yes. of Washington, D.C. So Bishop Ortiz, <laughs> Heather told me as we debriefed the extravaganza, we shouldn't be measuring numbers. It's all about impact. Like, how... Yeah. But not that, how do we measure impact? That's another question. But like, that should be the focus, right? Mm -hmm. Like not just making, you know, engaging 1 million people. Like, sure, you could be on the corner handing out flyers. Well, check the box, I engaged people. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or counting up your Facebook views. That's not what matters, right? Right. Or even how many members Mm -hmm. do we have in a congregation? Right. Like, that's different than... What is our impact? Yeah. And who are we impacting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, like there are things that I'm sure we have issues with, but mm-hmm. we're running out of time quickly. Um, sorry. Just trying to keep these succinct for folks so you're right. not just... Mm-hmm. And it turns out we have a lot of things to say on this topic. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll leave it there for right now. But what I want to encourage you, if you're listening... If there are things you want to hear us talk about mm-hmm. that you want to be engaged with, you know, email those to us. Yeah. Because we, you know, help guide where this podcast is going to go. If you want to hear more about that e-word evangelism or whatever, like, oh yeah, we can geek out about it, uh, but maybe in ways that you might not expect. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where should people email? Oh, that's a great question. I think they should email Katie. Yeah, that's totally great. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, whatever it may suggestions. be. Suggestions. Yeah. Helpful um, or unhelpful. Yes. Kidding. Mostly helpful is good. <laughs> yes. Um, but if you have anything like that, you can email me. It's katie, K-A-T-I-E, at trinity-ec.org. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, that mm-hmm. wraps it up for episode two of What's the Point? Uh, with Heather Day, Katie O'Connell, and Tom Westcott at Trinity Lutheran Church. We are excited to wrap up our first season uh, with our final episode, Mm -hmm. episode three, next week. We'll see you then. Mm